Hi everyone, I'm Shayna Eaton and I'm currently at Camp Orlando with my staff from the Boone High School Legend Yearbook. I'm going into my fourth year of the Legend staff as Senior Editor-in-Chief and when we get back to school I'll be working with Bridget Norris, our advisor, for her second year at Boone. Ms. Norris has taken on a beast of a publication and has proven herself capable of running this program and we are so grateful for her dedication to the yearbook and newspaper. Before college, Ms. Norris was a newspaper editor with our last advisor, Renee Burke. I worked with Burke for two years and will never be able to thank her enough for teaching us to always strive for more when it comes to journalism. On today's episode of the Yearbook Wise podcast, Burke talks with Mike about things advisors and editors can do in those last few weeks before school starts. Okay, here's the show. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back for another episode of the Yearbook Wise Podcast. My name is Mike Simmons. I advise the Tesserae Yearbook at Corning Painted Post High School in upstate New York. And today, it's my pleasure to bring on Renee Burke, uh, formerly of Boone High School Publications in the Legend Yearbook. I've known Renee for uh, quite a few years now, and I've got to tell you, she's absolutely one of the best in the business. Her poise and professionalism, her effectiveness as uh, both an advisor and communicator, uh, I think you'll see in this episode uh, why she is uh, esteemed so highly in uh, in the yearbook universe. We're calling this one the, the Back to School episode. Uh, this is advice and, and tips and tricks for advisors and editors in those weeks leading up to school. Uh, definitely advisors, if you've been listening and, uh, and have been subscribers, I'd encourage you to put this episode in front of your editors, maybe your editor-in-chief uh, at the very least, and uh, to ha- you know, hopefully it'll provoke a, a conversation about things that you can be doing before or as you're about to head back into the classroom. Now, it's been my pleasure to be down here at uh, Camp Orlando uh, for the last few days, and uh, I'm excited to share with you, um, there's uh, episodes coming up soon with uh, Bobby Hawthorne, a master storyteller and uh, writer and journalism educator, and uh, also yesterday I was able to sit down with two of this year's editors of the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Airy yearbook, uh, Rain and Marion, and uh, we had a, just a, a phenomenal conversation, a, f- a fascinating conversation about uh, their work with Airy and uh, how they came out of the, the tragedy uh, that occurred at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas last year as a staff uh, to focus on the task at hand and how that experience is informing their work in the, uh, in the year ahead and how it impacted them uh, as individuals and as student journalists. Uh, remember that if you want to reach out, you can email me at iteachyearbook at gmail.com. You can find or encourage friends to find the podcast on Twitter at, at yearbookwise. That's yearbook, W-H-Y-S. And uh, you can find the podcast anywhere you download podcasts at Apple iTunes, on the Overcast app, or other apps on your smartphone. But uh, without further ado, here's my conversation with Renee Burke. Okay, joining me today on the Yearbook Wise podcast is Renee Burke. Uh, we are at Camp Orlando in Florida. Hello. Hey, Mike. How are you? I'm well. How are good. you? Um, we're caffeinating. We, yes. we both have our coffee. We're in good shape. Uh, Renee, we're here to talk about getting back to school um, and what advisors can do in the final. In Florida, here, we're on, I think, July 25th or so. When does school start? Uh, roughly. Roughly. Teachers will report the 6th, and then I think kids are the 13th. There's a few districts that are going to go back that Wednesday, but I know Orange County, where I am, we will start 
August 13th, which wow. is well before you guys up north. Yeah, well, I mean, if we're lucky, we're a little before September 13th. Um, graduation next year for us is June 28th. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so on June 28th, we'll ha we will be finishing summer school. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, think about us. <laughs> Pray for us. <laughs> but we're here to talk about how advisors and staffs can, I'm not even going to say ease back into school with your book, because I don't think there is any easing. But um, we talked beforehand, and I asked you to think about some things that you did um, when you were still advising. We'll talk about that a little bit on prep to school. But before we get ahead of ourselves, tell me a little bit about yourself and your past with, with your book. When was the first time you got involved with your book? Well, the first time I got involved with your book was seventh grade. Okay. Um, I went to Lockhart Junior High. We didn't have middle schools yet. Okay. So um, it was, I don't even think you could call it templates. Mm -hmm. It was just a lot of pictures thrown on a page, and hopefully we would put some names in there, but I would say probably 75%. It's just pictures. Right. Um, but it was a lot of fun. So I did that for 7th grade, 8th grade, and ninth grade. And then when I got to high school, um, I did yearbook um, 11th and 12th because I had to take the mandatory J1 class. Okay. So then I did it, and I was our sports editor. Okay. So, and that was a... That was a lot of fun, um, being being on it in high school and um, just the team that we had yeah. and that, that family bond, which is something that I really wanted to instill in my staff because mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. were all from different cliques. You know, like I cheered and we had our softball girls and our football players and um, our wrestlers and we were all so, we really were from totally different walks of life, but we were super close um, in that. And so when I decided that I wanted to be a yearbook advisor, I had hoped to rebuild that family right. atmosphere in a place where kids could belong. Did you Were you involved in scholastic journalism in college? No. Um, the only part that I had in college, I was an advertising PR major to begin with. Okay. And so it wasn't really journalism. Um, and then I switched to English education mm -hmm. my junior year. Um, so that I could teach English because I, at that time you couldn't get, like I was full-time journalism when I went, you know, recently, but you used to have to teach English and maybe you would get yearbook newspaper or something like that. So I did English education with a minor in journalism and, um, my senior year in my internship, I said, I want to chaperone or I want to intern with someone, excuse me, who does yearbook and newspaper. Wow. Okay. And that, that's exactly what the, the academic advisor yeah. said was who like, wait, that? you want to do this? Um, <laughs> willingly? Yeah, willingly. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> I heard that a number of times yeah. and from multiple principals. My first principal said, you are a rare breed. Mm -hmm. Like you're mm -hmm. asking to do this. Right. No one asks to do this. Um, so I, I've always thought that was funny, but I kind of wanted to teach so that I could mm -hmm. advise. That was my that was my mindset. And you mentioned just uh, in passing multiple principals. I know most recently you're of Boone mm -hmm. High School here in Florida. Uh, your high school experience in Florida? Are you mm -hmm. Florida all the way through? I, oh yeah. Okay. And so I actually went to Boone's rival. I went to Edgewater High School. Edgewater and Boone are the two oldest schools cool. in Central Florida. Got it. So yeah. And then uh, which other school? Just briefly your, your progression through high schools teaching wise professionally oh there are that I left college and went to boom okay oh different principals all at boom yes thank you got it yes oh so, um, yeah and you're most recently at boom you've been working in a different capacity with the school system for the last year or so 
I was at Boone for 22 and a half years. Wow. I taught for 22 of them. Okay. And then from August to February, I was a curriculum resource teacher. Okay. But the county opened a brand new position. It's a media manager for teaching and learning. Okay. And so I moved into that role February 5th. Got it. Yeah. Excellent. Um, help advisors who are listening understand I feel like it's easy for me at workshops to say um, they'll, they'll ask me as an example of what do you do for your business plan and I'll start by saying well with 45 people on my staff and they'll say whoa whoa, whoa, whoa I have seven so that's you know quote unquote not fair or not helpful and it's certainly not my my goal to um, to, to scare them off or anything and, and certainly think something scale but help me understand a little bit about Boone and where you're coming from so that people who are listening um, I'm not asking them to discount our advice, but I think it's important for them to know where you and I are coming from mm -hmm. um, and that some of the lessons that we're going to share have been hard fought and, and come, this advice comes from successions of mistakes. We are not perfect advisors, but what's the Boone program like? Um, so the most kids I've had on staff was 37. Okay. I really like 30. There is okay. just a magical... Um, Everything about 30, I think, is magical. It's but a sweet my spot. last, yeah, it's a sweet spot. But my last two staffs had 35 and they were good. Like there were just so many good kids. I couldn't, I couldn't not take those last five because I like 30. Right. Um, right. But so I do have roughly 35 kids, we'll say that on staff. And I, I she has, this, she is, she, oh, sorry. Okay. Um, my new, my replacement, who is a former editor mm -hmm. of mine. Um, she has, I think, about 30 okay. on staff. And again, that magic number. Yeah. Regardless, Bridget, Bridget Norris, Norris is my um, is my replacement. She was a newspaper editor in high school. And we had just been close. Um, and when I was thinking of, I'm, I'm going to be stepping away, mm -hmm. I really wanted it to be a journalism major and someone who went through the program versus an advisor coming from a different school because sure. Boone has a lot of weird nuances. I think every school has its own kind of, but I felt it would be more natural for my students to have someone who had lived it, worked it, right. knew the traditions, knew all like the weird things that we right. do. And, right. um, and I think it's been perfect. Yeah, a, she's young. Yes. Yeah, uh, she knows the system. She knows how it is as a student and probably things like I didn't really like this as a student. And so she, she can change right. them because she just lived it right. four years ago, five years now. But, um, I think that was brilliant. Yeah, that's awesome. The yeah. Stars aligned. Yeah. It's beautiful. So let's get into it's, it, this is the back to school edition of yeah. the Rookwise podcast. Um, you, uh, I guess, Florida advisors who are listening are looking at about what, two and two a half weeks. weeks to go, two weeks to go. Um, it's our hope uh, for me and Renee speaking to you listeners that, that this is going to be some actionable advice. Do this, make it work for you. Again, some of it might be scalar, but um, if you were returning to the classroom, you're two weeks out, what's, what's first on your list? Um, so I am recommending one of the very first things that everyone does. And I'm, I've just recently talked to an advisor has four kids on staff. So okay. seven, you know, like yeah. that blows my mind, just like 35 probably blows, sure. blows their mind, but it's all relative mm -hmm. because the book is much smaller when you have, you know, four kids and 120 pages versus right. 400 plus. So, um, First thing I recommended and I recommend to everyone is to have some kind of work day or work session before school begins. Mm -hmm. I started that 21 years ago and it has been really helpful in us getting into the mindset mm -hmm. of we have a publication and it doesn't start three weeks into the school year, day one. And right. technically 
it's even before day one now because we have a program called Braves Are Back, and it's where kids get their IDs and their digital devices. We're a one-to-one school district okay. for high school, and this is our first year of moving to middle school. So our middle schools will have um, an, an orientation or registration day. People call it different things. But um, they'll get their digital devices. They will get um, IDs, schedules, lockers, parking, you know, buy yearbooks. Um, right, they're going to do all of that stuff. So we're really starting two weeks before. Okay. Um, so I encourage everyone to have a work day. Find out when those types of days are because you want to get your kids in front of other kids and parents. Okay. Um, I think one of the things that I've seen a lot of programs do, especially with small staffs, is not make themselves known. And so I want them to have some bonding experiences before school starts, because you know you are gonna work with these kids a lot of hours, they're gonna be in a small space together. So you wanna have them bond. And then we also start planning our first week coverage. Okay. Um, what types of photos do we need to make sure are taken? Who's taking photos? Is anyone writing something for the web? Um, we're going to have a social media plan. Social media editor, again, we have more kids. So for kids, that's going to be a little bit hard for them. But we want from day one at that Braves Are Back or um, first day of school, we want stuff posting. Because right. the more known you are, the more likely you are to sell yearbooks. Right. Because people know, hey, that product is there. And the social so, media piece of this, and that's a straight up plug for the podcast, yeah. but I'm going to put it out there. There's two episodes previous in the feed that address social media, right? Because if we're mm -hmm. asking, was the Boone book is how much? Uh, uh, it starts at 65. Okay, and then you've got a scale, and mm -hmm. we do too. But, you know, it, for advisors listening, not thinking about it this way, the book comes out once in the year. Social media is a way to engage literally every day, or yeah. more than every day, at the very least, maybe every week, and build some trust and a relationship with your audience saying, Oh, you missed the JV Girls Car Wash? We were there. Mm -hmm. Oh, you missed Homecoming Night? We were there. Hashtag buy the book, right? Yep. All of that. Um, let me clarify something. The work day, and then we jump right into orientation day, the Braves mm -hmm. are back. Yep, are those yep. the same so, day or is no, work day before? No, so sorry. Work day is before. Okay. So we try and have a work day where the kids come in and we do some bonding. Um, we will discuss story ideas mm -hmm. that we are going to be thinking about for the school year. Where are we going to put on our ladder? Kind of thinking about that. They'll do some brainstorming on theme. They are going to talk about stuff that they learned at camp if they, you know, attended camp. They are going to then talk about first day coverage, first week coverage. So we're doing this all early. Um, who's going to take photos at the orientations? Right. Who's going to take photos at... First day of school, the lunch lines, the parking chaos. Because every school, if you're a high school, middle school might be different. But the parking chaos, when people haven't figured out their routes and all of that, it's a hot mess. Or whose um, spot is whose spot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we want to kind of capture that. So they will come up with, and when they, I mean the students, they really orchestrate it because I am a firm believer is it this is a publication for students by students, and I need to empower them. Like I will play devil's advocate a lot, and I get them to think of a game plan and you know lead them in the right way, but they have to come up with what they think can be executed, uh, what they think will engage their readers. I don't know their their readers they are their right. target audience right. I don't think anyone knows them better than than they do and you're empowering the leadership right off the top yeah it's right then shove them in the deep end mm -hmm. and then they're leading that day everyone has a job every editor has a job on the work day um, so that they are in front of the staff and kind of 
being like, I'm someone you can come to, especially about, you know, brainstorming or especially about photography. They start, that's the first day where they are officially in front of them. At camp, for those who attended camp, your editor and editor-in-chief will pretty much orchestrate a lot of that. But on this day, I like for everyone to have a separate role. One thing that I like that you emphasized, and, and I think it's important that advisors hear it, it's the very first words out of your mouth on first day of school was photos. Got to get the photos, which is to say, once those once that hot mess at the parking lot's gone, you can't be like, hey, can y'all be a hot mess tomorrow so that we can capture it in the photo? It's photos first. At worst, maybe you're interviewing a day or two or a mm -hmm. week later, unfortunately. You want to get those interviews done first or, or soon. Um, but cameras on the first day of school, is it safe to say your editors are rolling? First bell for first period class is when? First bell is 720. Okay. So if they have first day of school coverage, they have to be on campus shooting by 645. I love that. Um, I love that. Getting the breakfast kids, yeah. kids coming off the bus, kids getting dropped off, the parking chaos, um, freshmen looking lost or new students. But they're, you know, we have roughly 3,000 kids. We're considered a small school for our county, which I know Jeez. people listening might think this is funny, but, you know, um, we're considered a small school. And so they're, and our, our buildings are crazy. It's hysterical. It goes 1,300, 200, 100, 500, 400, 800. Wow. Tell me if you are a freshman, that makes sense. Right. No. So we love capturing, like, the you know, yeah. the, the complete confusion. Yeah. Um, that sound you heard is all the podcast listeners' jaws hitting yeah. the floor <laughs> so. on, on a 3,000 kids school being small. small. Yeah. Um, so we get through first day, story, coverage development, coverage ideas, mm -hmm. a lot of stage setting. How do we transition a few days closer? Do you see them more than one time before school? Or are there other things that you as the advisor have been doing in the background to set the stage or empower leadership? What does that look like? So... I only officially see the staff once before school starts outside of camp. And then they may have, and I always encourage this, they're often Saturday before school starts. They have a lake day or a pool day or something like that. Staff that's, culture. That's them. Okay. That is if the editor-in-chief or whomever wants to do. But they really, they tried to have something that they could do um, Kind of like, all right, guys, here we go. Right. You know, it's going to be a roller coaster, but it'll be fun. Right. Um, so they, I try and encourage that. But I, the only time I see them as a staff, or the only time I did, was that one day. Okay. But then the kids who are coming to shoot the orientation, the kids mm -hmm. who are coming to shoot um, the football two-a-days or anything, like right. I will see them because they're getting cameras, uploading photos, mm -hmm. but not, not a staff. What else is on your laundry list so we've got the work day what happens next for you or what do you cue them because I, I know or I sense from Boone I've met the Boone kids they're very empowered leadership wise um, are you starting to explore uh, business and business development or something else first mm -hmm. so all summer we will have communicated okay. um, and I know that this is more back to school but we would have been communicating we use um, slack it's a yep. you know a, a bot program. system yeah yep. so we communicate and I have I've constantly encouraged them to be going to Barnes and Noble or whatever, looking through magazines and right. so forth, so that we have some kind of ideas before before school starts. So I will meet with them once, and that's it, because I want them to be able to find things themselves, not feel like, uh, well, she's not going to like this and she's not going to like that. It's not about me. Right. Um, so I will have met with them. We will be communicating. So when we start school they kind of already know what things are going to look like. I get the Google Calendar done in May, and so that's loading, and every Sunday night, 
it tells them what's happening for the week. Every Monday, every morning at 9 a.m., it says this is what's due today. Right. So they kind of have that game plan. Um, we will have a team after that work day who is selling yearbooks at orientation. We're also going to have a team of kids who are helping get out senior ad packets or sell them at the senior orientation. Okay. Um, it's a four-page brochure, and it tells them about senior portraits. We don't take the free-for-all. Ours are the studio, tux, or drape uh, portraits, and right. so they have to go to a studio. So we give them the information for that. We're just trying to educate everyone constantly and, ma and make our presence known. And so there's a lot of... I don't also have committees. And that's, I think, you know, some schools have photographers and designers. It's, hey guys, we need a group of kids who can sell yearbooks on this. Everyone knows how to sell yearbooks. Everyone oh, knows how yeah. to shoot photos. Everyone knows how to receipt. Like, it just makes it easier because my first year, the phrase I heard the most was, that's not my job. Right. And I swore those four words were going to be the death of me. Yeah. And everyone can do everything now. Right. And that's been really helpful because if kids come out sick, mm -hmm. um, you know, like I can help, you know, what have you. And you still have editors. Mm -hmm. They're still leaders. Yep. But, and they're probably, I've got a guess in your lab and in, in Bridget's now, I'm mm -hmm. going to assume because it's just good best practices, they are probably leading by example too. Oh, we need six captions written? All right, I'm the first one up for it. Yeah. Right? It's not yeah. down to the, the rookiest rook. No, right. no. Um, but I love when the rookies will say, I'll go sell yearbooks sure. or all because they're not feeling like they're not valued. Everyone right. knows that we all have to, to do everything. Right. So let's talk a little bit. I just want to roll back mm -hmm. um, because I know that you and I, I don't know if, if we shared it or we happened upon the same solution um, with Slack and Google calendar. This could probably be a whole podcast. It would actually have to be a video, but Slack for those of you who are, are curious, it's at slack.com. It's a group communication tool that is used by Adobe and Condé Nast and NPR. And I know Renee and I agree on this. If it's good enough for them, it is more than good enough for a high school yearbook staff. There are, with apps and, uh, and, and programs, web apps, um, there's things called APIs, which let programs speak to each other. And because of that, Slack can speak through to Google Calendar. Mm -hmm. And Renee and I both live and die by Google Calendars uh, for our yearbook staffs, and you can create a, essentially a bot or an automated function where there's a handshake between Google Calendar and at, let's say for us, it's at um, six o'clock on Sunday nights. It downloads into Slack and says, hey, here's a look at the week ahead. Um, if anybody's listening is like thinking, whoa, that's, that's a lot, email me at iteachyearbook at gmail.com and I've got a video that shows how we did it but it is phenomenal for automation and communication. I don't know if you want to follow up on that at all, but it, it was a game changer for us. Huge. Yeah. Um, I love, because Trello connects with it. We yep. used Trello. Um, I mean, it's, it connects with over 200 systems that schools yeah. are using. Yeah. The reason I like it is it's on their phones. We can direct message. It's like, this is how I tell other people, it's group me on crack. Yes. Oh, it yeah. has yeah. so many features yeah. that group me and remind 101 will never have. Yep. Um, you can have the channels, you can lock channels so you can have private conversations with just their editors and right. everyone doesn't need to, to hear, you know, what's happening there. If, I, I think if you don't want them to. And, and if you need 50 people to reply that they got a message or 45 for mm -hmm. us, um, instead of saying, got it and saying that, which creates a buzz, they do an emoji yep. reaction, which is adorable. And we literally now I'll say, um, we've got a deadline night on Wednesday. We need your parents to sign up for stuff. 
um, acknowledged with your favorite mode of transportation. <laughs> and I'll get like the gondola emoji, and then a bus <laughs> emoji, and then a speedboat emoji. Mm -hmm. And you know, cute, clever, whatever. The thing that drives me nuts as an advisor in the 21st century is putting a message out in the ether and it's crickets and there's, mm -hmm. well, and there's mm -hmm. nothing. And I'm like, y'all, like, do you acknowledge this? Do you understand? Yeah. And just the emoji, I know yeah. they read it. Um, yeah. It's just one small facet of Slack. So, But I like too yeah. that it's not like a text message where it's like, got it, got it, got it, got right. it, got it. You can just see it goes straight across the yes. emojis if they use different ones. Or you see 45 smiley faces, right. whatever it is right. that they chose, or 45 gondolas. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's <laughs> title of the yeah. episode. <laughs> episode 17, um, 45 gondolas. I can't say enough. Yeah. I mean, Google Drive and Slack are complete game changers, and you can do an entire podcast, video yeah. cast, whatever, because Absolutely. everyone should be using it. Yeah. Let's dive back in. Um, you, yeah. you came prepared for today. What's next on your list for preparatory? So two things that after our work day um, is we're going to focus on ad sales and book sales. Okay. Um, we do sell business ads. So I know not all schools sell business ads and I know not all schools sell ads, period, because they don't have to sell their book per se. Um, but we do sell those senior ads, business ads. Um, some people call them senior tributes because, yeah. you know, whatever. They're, they're money. It's yeah. revenue. We yes. need the money. So um, we're going to make sure that we have mailings out. We're going to be following up on Slack. Uh, hey guys, have you sold your page? How's it coming? Anybody need help? Right. Um, because that's really where editors will come in is they've done this. They've heard the no, no, no. They take care of that. They right. have that on a different channel. It's called staff without Burke. How, um, how does a kid who hasn't joined your staff yet know that they need to sell an ad? Did you see them oh, in preseason? Yeah. Okay. So in right. May we have a big parent student, uh, meeting. Okay. I give them all the dates for the year. I hand them their ad packets. We do role playing. Yeah, and oh, we even do too. if Absolutely. even yeah. if you don't sell through the summer, the reason I like to do in summer is the cheerleaders are selling for the football program, mm -hmm. crew is selling for theirs, band is selling, and drama for their playbills. Mm -hmm. If we don't get out, we are going to to lose yeah. out on that revenue. So I encourage them to go through the summer. But even staffs, like if they're just listening to this and like, oh, we didn't do that, it's fine. Start now, now and do though. it, yeah. like it's get it going. Yeah. Um, but you have to role play with these kids yeah. because the question I hear a lot is, do you want to buy an ad? No. Never ask that no. question. <laughs> like, Don't let them say that. I'm here to offer you the opportunity to advertise yes. our award-winning publication. Yes. Whatever it is that you want to say, but I'm here to offer you this opportunity yeah. that we do role playing, even at the beginning of the year when kids are still struggling, yeah. we kind of say, show me what you're doing. How are you dressing? And, um, so we do business ads, tribute ads and tributes are done through a four page mailing. Right. Um, this is the seniors, everything the seniors, you need to know about your book. Yep. So you can buy a book, mm -hmm. you can schedule your senior picture, schedule your senior ad approval meeting. Now, is this an email that you send or is it physical? Yeah. So actually both. Oh. Okay. Um, so we will send it. There'll be a, our principal has an email that goes out every Friday. Love it. Uh, and it will be in there. Mm -hmm. So they're getting it that way. It will go out through the PTSA senior email. It will be posted on the PTSA website. It's posted on the Boone website. It's posted on boompubs.com. Facebook. Facebook. All of our social media accounts. But then, yes, we still mail it. Mm -hmm. I have found, and I mean, we our numbers can prove it. The years that we, two separate years at different times for reasons that were beyond our control, it did not go out in the mail and our numbers were lower on senior ad sales. Okay. When a parent has something tangible, right. because most parents are my age or close to it, 
we're old school. Like I am complete digital nerd. Like I love technology, but I still like to read a book. I still like to look at a newspaper. And I think it reminds them because it sits on the counter. It right. sits on the counter like, oh, I got to do that. So I highly recommend mailing. Yeah. Um, if and you know getting in with your principles to um, listeners the the we call it the principal robocall um, or the yep. end of the week email or whatever you can do to be part of that and this is not just uh, pre preseason uh, before school stuff it could be the second week of January and we drop uh, let's say we're about to uh, change the price of the book yeah. uh, or the change of the price the amount of the discount we'll get to our principal and say, hey, can you please read these two sentences in the phone call home this weekend, mm -hmm. in addition to you know, uh, financial aid night for guidance office. So book sales and ad sales, mm -hmm. you guys are setting the stage there and working yeah. in the, the preseason. So, because we like to have all ad sales done by the end of September, which okay. I know some schools think that's too early. Gosh, you're barely even back at school. Yeah. But the reason for that is then I know how much money the kids have to play with. So when they come up with these cover ideas that are crazy, I have to be like, this is the amount of money we have, guys. Like, Because we roughly know how many books we're going to sell as okay. well. Um, it's pretty stagnant on that part. So I like for them to know and for us to kind of plan the ladder and plan coverage because we also put stories in our index and our ads section. Okay. So I need to kind of get that mapped out of, right. of how much we have. And you could also um, buy or not buy a new lens at that point, perhaps, correct. or maybe mm -hmm. do that at the end of the yep. year with, with leftover money. But, Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, at two, let's not bury the lead. Your kids are involved in, I'm assuming this, but involved in having an understanding of their budget and revenue and in and out. I mean, they have to have some ownership of that, right? Oh, it's their ownership. Yeah, I don't have. hide. So I'm going to be honest here. Deadlines are sort of hidden. Mm -hmm. We sure. always upload on a Friday, but our real deadline is that following Tuesday. Yeah. My editors know that fact. Yeah. And there have been a handful or less times that we have uploaded on that Tuesday. It is Friday. I yeah. want that weekend, but on the money, I don't BS that. Mm -hmm. They know this is the pot of money that we have. Right. We need to operate in it. Do we need new cameras? Do we need new laptops? Um, do we need to go to convention? Do Maybe. we? Yeah. yeah. Um, how? What do we need to pay for this right. year? What subscriptions? Because we also have Smug Mug and we have a okay. website, and so there are things online that you still have to pay for right. as well. And so they are very aware of. This is our money. This is what our projected bill is going to be. If there's an issue, how are we going to make up the sure. difference? There's usually not. Right. Hopefully, we have money where we can do those things. Right. Um, but they need to be aware of it because they have great ideas or they have wonderful equipment taste. Right. right. <laughs> like, you know, but This new lens from Canon costs $9,000. Yeah. They have great sure. taste. You're not shooting uh, the Olympics there, Skippy. <laughs> I'm like, that's awesome. How are we paying for that? Um, it's just a little reality sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, more of uh, going back to school. Yeah. So um, one of the things that we will plan, editors and I, either through Slack or we meet an hour before the staff comes on that work day. Okay. And we start setting the schedule for the first about three weeks of school. Okay. Do you mean instructionally? Instructionally. Okay. Yes. So not our deadline schedule per se. Because that really has been set the spring before. But what we will do is come up with what do we think we need to review? Okay. Because even kids who've been on staff, we have summer brain farts. And then if they're coming out of Journalism 1, that's a, a survey course. Okay. And it's a little bit of everything. They don't get to specialize in anything. So right. we really need to refresh all of them. And so I ask the editors, what do you think is the most important thing to reteach? 
it's kind of like everything. Yeah, true. <laughs> right. But this is this is this signing is, out a camera to how mm -hmm. to write a caption yep. 101 to So we're going to um, section editors are going to break up design. Okay. Uh, someone is we do all content based design. Mm -hmm. So before we even will have gotten there we're talking about photography. How would you, and in 20 seconds, explain content-driven design for somebody who doesn't know that phrase? Thank you. Uh, content-driven design is the photos lead the design. So okay. what is the best photo? Is it tall? That means that dominant is going to be tall. We don't give templates where you plug and chug. So what I have found with that, because I did it one year, um, I listened to my staff and the students are amazing, but sometimes they want to take cheater ways, and cheater right. ways aren't always the best. The reason I don't like templates, there is a, a I'm not saying I'm anti-template. There's the reason a time and a place I, yes. for it. Um, but the reason I don't like them is I saw kids, they would be given a wide photo and their best picture wasn't wide. So then they would put in, they would just look for wide, look right. for wide, look for wide. Instead of us saying, that picture is amazing. Right. I'm going to make that the center of my visual interest right. on this spread. And so by teaching content-based design, they, they have the power to say, this is my dominant, this one is less, like this one's second important, and they dictate the coverage that's gonna be on that page based on the information that they have, where the story's gonna go, all the hierarchy, basically. And not even thinking um, about photos sometimes, it could be almost a coverage first um, discussion. I, I'm thinking about an example from a, a friend's book. They covered homecoming, mm -hmm. as we need to, and they did this, uh, this stacked bar of like 11 photos top to bottom which was the 22 kids in the court but that package shows up nowhere else in the book but it's what the coverage demanded so they could cover that suitably yes so it was that on that one it was i, I think coverage we need to do this thing then we'll get the photos then we'll design it mm -hmm. you're also saying it's time to design we've already gotten the photos which photo is speaking to us mm -hmm. let's let that anchor the spread and we would do it that way too we mm -hmm. do a yeah. story planner yeah. Um, in our story planner, we say what our three types of coverage are going to mm -hmm. be for a page. And so we've been thinking about it. So then you're thinking about it, and then you're thinking about the photography right. that you need to make that happen. But what's the best picture? That's right. what we're hoping to center it around. So we're going to teach, reteach um, camera settings, mm -hmm. and our gym is like the world's worst lighting. I think a lot of high school Preach. gyms. Yeah. 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 Um, and so we get them in there. Mm -hmm. And I, I shouldn't even say we. The editors, especially the photo editor, but they go and they take them in there and they get the basketball kids playing and because we have a basketball class. Can you believe that nowadays? Wow. Um, so they get them playing, they're shooting, check, checking right then. Look at what your, yeah, what, what, it, yep. yeah, all of it. Um, helping them out through that process. Then we bring those photos back and we start teaching the content-based design right. um, or reteaching because they've learned it in J1. And then we're reminding them how to use InDesign, how yep. to use Photoshop, how we color correct, how we image size, how we save. So they're going to talk about those things. They're probably what about reporting and coverage. Do you do that? I'm assuming. You do yep. That. So um, after we have that, then they will go through interviewing. Okay. Types of questions you should be asking, and to not drop the story when someone gives you a gold mine. Don't be afraid of veering right. from these questions. Um, and so we, we talk about interviewing, we talk about how to record, we get signatures on every interview, so we okay. remind them of that. Then they're gonna talk about the actual writing and what type of storytelling are we telling this year? Uh, what type of stories they are hoping to get? Then they're gonna talk about editing. Um, I mean, the editors really come up with what they think. Um, 
should be taught. Like, and they're developing, sorry, to frame this, mm -hmm. this plan is going to sustain maybe the first three, maybe even four weeks of school from mid-August to mid-September. Yes. Uh, roughly three to four weeks is exactly right because we will be doing this and some other things. Like okay. part of the design is we talk about alternative coverage, mm -hmm. mods, whatever, side salads, Susan Massey calls them. Yeah. So we talk about that and they are designing those to put mm -hmm. on their pages as well. And in there, though, we've also been building our ladder. Mm -hmm. We don't do that. A lot of schools do that in the summer. But I like it to really be more organic. What is happening now that we're in the year? What are kids doing? What are the hot trends? Or what are the... We have a lot of outside sports. We're in Florida. You can be outside 12 months of the right, year. Unlike, right. you know, those of you up north. Well, I guess you can if you're skiing and stuff. But... Yes. Um, what are kids doing? What's happening now? And then we're building the ladder, but you can't brainstorm every day. It's so boring. You got to back away. So then we do some design and, but the kids are teaching those lessons. I'm not, I might interject, like, don't forget this or don't forget that. But I love empowering them because it's their publication. It's how they want it to look. When they also teach their peers, they're becoming better Absolutely. at it yep. because they're like, Oh, I just found a new trick to do this. Or, you know, they're just mastering it more. And I, I just love watching the magic happen, like sitting and I've often said, I'm the puppeteer. Mm -hmm, I'm sure. up here and I'm helping all the strings come up and down, but they are doing the work. And those editors have lived this before because I'm assuming you don't have, you would never have a rookie editor. Probably not. Probably very, 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 very. Yeah. So um, Joe, the editor is your photo guy and he's about to teach photo. To what extent do you... I've struggled with my students thinking that they know how to teach a thing and their pedagogy is crosswise seven ways a Sunday. It's it, uh, frankly mm -hmm. terrible. Or they're making assumptions about things that are easy for them uh, and, and haven't really considered, but how do I teach it to somebody else? Or if it's a step-by-step -step process, and let's just um, frame this analogy, they go, you know, A, then H, then M, then Z, <laughs> then artichoke, then roof. And I'm like, what are you doing? A, then B, then C. So just briefly, how do you how do you ensure that your kids are going to throw down instruction that is what you need? And I, the puppeteer thing, I totally get. Yeah. It's got to be a little bit more than that. Do they have to do, like, lesson plans or...? or? I'm not that formal because yeah, <laughs> so, I. I hate doing lesson sure. plans myself. So, but hey, Joe, can um, you talk me through? These are such great questions. Okay. These are awesome. Um, well, the last, my last year, mm -hmm. I asked them, how do you plan on teaching? Some of them did it through video. Okay, I actually great. shared one of them with you about Flip checking out a camera. Yeah. Um, yes, yes, yes. Checking yep. out a camera. So yep. some of them did it through video. A few of them did it through PowerPoint, like the writing. She wanted to show the different stages. Right. And before she showed the edit, she wanted them to find some errors in it and talk about it. Right. Are um, you seeing that PowerPoint? I though? am. Okay. Yes. Okay. And I will give feedback and on the video. Okay. Because like you said, your kids who are photographers think everyone knows what an ISO is and right. what an F-stop is and the TV and the AV and the yeah. M. We use Canon, so it's TV, AV, M, and As P. As people should. <laughs> Canon square. Um, it's all good. But I know it's different on, on yeah, the yeah. other company. Yeah. So, um, But you're right. Those kids know what they're talking about, and right. you have to remind them, wait, you gotta, you need to add 30 seconds in about right. what the AV does versus the TV. Right. Um, so I did this past year, or my last year, sure. I wanted to see all the videos. Um, I wanted to see the PowerPoints beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I thought, I think that was helpful for them too, because then they realized exactly like you said, oh yeah, everybody doesn't know these parts. Because actually there's a lot of math in photography. Mm -hmm. Kids don't realize that. They see it, oh, it's just creative. But you have to understand the white balance and and how much light you're letting in and and so forth. So um, I loved what they did the last time. I'm like, why wasn't I doing this all the time? But, you know, advisors were... Yeah. We change, I think, so much from year to year because mm-hmm. we watch sure. what failed. I've learned more from my failures than I ever have from my successes. And I think every pretty, I think most adults can tell you that. Yeah. Um, but that is what I did. I had them either create, technically keynote, but you know, the, the presentation. Um, had them create it either through a video mm-hmm. or um, PowerPoint. Got it. So, yeah. So now you're on the cusp. I, I don't know. Are we are we to the night before school yet? Or is there are there other things that you as advisor are making sure you're you're checking some boxes or taking care of things before you're back in the lab um, with the kids? I think we've pretty much done it because when day one starts, that's a waste because we have to do all the school stuff. Sure. Um, however, I think we've they've pretty much outlined. We want to teach this. We want to teach this. We want to teach that. And so I just have to look at the schedule of when all of our class assemblies are and, um, what's happening there. And then I'm like, okay, what are we doing first? And they come up with the schedule and they say, this person's teaching this, this person's teaching that. Uh, sometimes I like for two people, but when we're doing design, there'll be one person teaching and every editor is on the floor helping yeah, those or, kids. Yeah, yeah. They're kind Finding of like little, mother him. Yep, yeah. And that little fill and stroke switcher, that's the thing about yes. InDesign I hate the least. It's literally four pixels across and I'm like, click right there. And on the smart board, the kid, and they're like, what? And then yeah. all my editors are over shoulders. It's right here. Yeah. Kiddo. yeah. Uh, I'm totally with you. Um, so they pick who their main person is going to mm-hmm. be and then they may assign roles or a lot of the time, like you said, the editors are hanging out and nice. just helping. Um, I wonder if you do this, and if not, maybe we'll just toss it mm-hmm. in as an extra. But one thing, so we're Wednesday people. Uh, Wednesdays all year long, we have Wednesday work nights from 3 to 6 p.m. That's just what we do. So when my kids join the staff, literally when they're applying in April, we'll say, clear out your Wednesdays, we need you. For a typical staff member, we ask them to be there for two per month. Editors pretty much do every Wednesday with me all year long. It's just part of our culture. Love it. But in the early going, uh, just about the first two Wednesdays of school, it's like, well, there's no deadline yet but we have so much that we need to learn. We'll ask the staff to stay and we'll visit all of the sport locations and go shoot their practice or go visit the, the, the actual uh, competition field. So uh, football practices on the backfield, not at the stadium. We'll go to the backfield so people can understand what a down is and why you have four downs to go 10 yards and what the line of scrimmage looks like and we're shooting the whole time. Benefits, the coach sees us was like, hey coach, good luck this Friday. Oh, no problem, Mr. Simmons, good to see you. Yeah, this is some of my staff, just some basic you know, relationship building. But then we'll go to the stadium and say, this is where you can stand. You may not stand here. You don't wanna be anywhere near the coach, but taking advantage of those early days, just like in class, you're teaching basic design caption. Here's how to sign out a, a camera. Um, take advantage of some time if you can to visit those spaces. I just wanna interject that too. It's worked really well for us. I love that. Um, so we do zone coverage primarily for football. We do some with basketball and that we has been really helpful if going out and saying you should be standing here, but we put three on one side, usually on the visitor side, there's only two. I don't know why kids hate going to that side. They get the best shots. They realize yeah. it when they come back, but yeah. they just are like, I don't want to be by them. Of, yeah, yeah. They're scared of them. Yeah. Uh, so we do the zone coverage and we'll go out and try and have them. Our, 
ROTC mm-hmm. is on our field all the time. Okay. Like those poor kids do more PT than anyone. Right. So they're moving, which is great because then you can put the kids where you want them to go. Right. So I will do one Wednesday um, with the new kids and taking them kind of around yeah. after school when right. the athletes are out there. But my editors, especially the photo editor, will be like, hey, guys, those of you who want more more practice, mm-hmm. I can be available this day and this day. Right. And then they'll come and, and kind of walk through, especially like drama. Mm-hmm. They're already started. You yeah, know, they're yeah. building sets and they're doing that. Make their it's practice so your dark. practice. Yeah. Please. Uh, it's really dark. And for teachers, though, we have every Wednesday we get mm-hmm. out early and okay. we have PLC yep. or we have meetings every Wednesday. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what's hard for me or was, excuse me. Um mm-hmm. And so that's why just having editors who can take on, you know, you can do it once and, and model, but then they just take them around yeah. and, and help them learn. Sometimes the kids will say, can I just borrow a camera and practice? Yes, yes. please, please. Um, but for us, we do, I love the every Wednesday, three to six thing. We do Thursdays once a month uh-huh. from 2.30 to 5.30. Mm-hmm. We do themed dinners and the parents bring in food right. and, you know, it, whatever it is for that theme. And then Saturdays from 9 to 2. We yeah. do those. There's six Saturdays a year. And mm-hmm. the reason I like Saturdays versus the Wednesday or Thursday okay. for us is I don't have to worry about them running to cheer practice. I don't have to worry about calculus tests the next period or, yeah. um, you know, well, I've got to do cross country and I have five AP classes of homework tonight. When they're there for Saturday, we make time for lunch. First we have breakfast, then we work, then we have lunch, then we have something stupid like um, chair races, beating a pinata, silly, silly things because Pictionary, heads up, heads up, just something that's going to take that stress because yearbook is stressful, but it's got to be fun too. And I just, there are such goofy kids. Um, I love them so much. Like they come in in their PJs. Like I would never go in public in my PJs. They come in their PJs or they rollerblade or, um, you know, the other benefit of doing the five hours on Saturday is when we're starting at three o'clock on a Wednesday, they've already put in a full day at school. And on a deadline night, if we go to 9 or 10 o'clock, and yeah. sometimes we do, that's a whole other day of school back-to-back, and they're just shattered yeah. at the end of that. And I do say, I think if anything, going into this year for me, I want to tighten up because, as you know, work expands to take up the time that you give it. Absolutely. So if you tell, if you tell your staff, like, well, we're going to be here for five hours, you know, you'll be in the final five minutes rushing just as much as if you had given them three hours, you'll still be in the final five months minutes rushing and any of the rest of it or reverse that. What mm-hmm. I just said, um, it's important not to, I have four kids uh, at home yeah. and we had a little bit of, I'm not going to say a reckoning, but a, a pretty honest conversation. My wife and I have, this is getting to be a bit much. Let's, let's figure it out. I was doing, let's say, you know, five o'clock every day in the lab. Um, it was too much. It was too much for when our kids were younger. Now our kids are older. Soccer practice, all the rest mm-hmm. of it. And we said, okay, you know what? Wednesdays, yearbook staff, that's Mr. Simmons' time with you. The rest is his time with his family. And it, that has helped a lot. We all have to set limits. So mm-hmm. um, I know we're getting a little bit far afield from and, back to school stuff, but, but you this know is what? good. It, that is far afield from back to school time, but especially new advisors need to remember yeah, that because it's limits. something that I really struggled with all of the time. Yeah. But I know that when I put those limits on, 
and I held to them, I was better mentally and my kids were. And exactly like you said, if they think they can come every day after school, they have five days to get something done that they probably could have done in an hour or two. Pete LeBlanc and Lori O are good at holding them. They're like, this is my time. And um, I try and put that in my head. And the years that I was more strict about it, I saw we were all happier. Right. Then you get that younger staff, because you know every four years, at least for me, you kind of have that big flip of somehow it works, I don't know how. But then you're like, oh my gosh, they're all new, I need to be here. No, just like you said, and the new advisors or just coming back, I think that's really important. Pick that day. So even though we only had mandatory Thursdays, right. yeah. I that was pretty much the day I liked to stay. Um, because then I could go if I wanted to see JV football or freshman football. Sure. I would just go right into that instead of having to come back to school. And then it's not the be- – some people do it on Monday. I can't do late no, night Monday no. because then my week is shattered. If it's on a Thursday, I'm okay. good. Yeah. yeah. For sake of wrapping this up, and yep. thank you for, for thank being you. on the podcast today. Um, if you could talk to Renee of 23 years ago, what is a word of advice? You just offered some to new advisors, but let's let's forget that piece for just a second. What's something that you would tell yourself? What's something that you shared with Bridget Norris uh, the days before she started and, and took ownership of your program? You're speaking to veteran advisors. It's certainly good to listen to, but for the new advisors, people who are we want to make lifers out of, what do you wish you knew 23 years ago? That I don't have to be perfect. Okay. I think that's something I really struggle with is failure, fear, fear of failure. And I have tried to tell her, you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be perfect. Just do the best that you can within the time that you have. And give yourself time limits. And I have told her that many a times. Uh, like this year, she was at school by herself late. And I was like, no, if they are not there, right. you go. Yeah. You yeah. cannot put this. You don't have to be perfect. The book is not going to be. And yeah. I think... One of the people in the class I'm teaching right now said, I've never made a perfect yearbook. You're not. Nobody no has one ever. There has, has never either. been a perfect Never. Book. Let that go. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect. Do the best that you can. And something that I really advocate is love the kids for who they are. Mm-hmm. Just love them for who they are and they will work. They will get it done. But none of us are perfect. We got to, we got to, for me, that's the part I think I struggled with the most is that fear of failure. But I've learned more from those than I have from being, trying to be perfect. And that's where the growth comes from and recognizing that, um, and this has been offered on the podcast a number of times by other people, you might think you've got a list of 20 things you can improve on or 200 things you can improve on. That will be death by a thousand improvements. You can't do it. Choose three. Three. That's exactly. (laughs) Choose three. I, every year when we would leave camp, they had to come up with three things that they wanted to improve this year or just this these focus things are what we are going to do yeah. three right. five is too many yeah. it i mean like not 200 five is too many yeah. three i we're totally agree with you improve our captions we're going to do uh, we're all going to master shutter priority for your cameras and we're going to up our inclusion of the student body by 20% mm-hmm. you know whatever Love and, it. and make it measurable too right Uh, Friends, this has been Renee Burke. It is the back-to-school edition of the Yearbook Wise podcast. Renee, thanks for coming on. Mike, thanks so much. I'm honored. It was awesome. And uh, I'd like to include, if I can, some contact information for you if people have questions and follow-up. So if you want to reach me, you can email me at rdnburke at gmail.com. 
And you can also me also reach me there on Twitter at RDN Burke. Great. And we'll include that in the podcast description. Uh, we're at Camp Orlando right now. I've been recording episodes left, right, and center. So pay attention to your feed. Uh, good luck with back to school, friends. We'll talk soon.